Hello and welcome back to the Cinematic Podcast. My name is Simcha Klein, um, and this week is going to be the last episode for three weeks, because the next two weeks there will not be a new episode. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Um, and I gave my students their midterm this week in uh, high school, um, and my boss had told me to make sure it takes them about an hour and a half. They weren't allowed to leave before an hour and 20. There weren't any questions for the first half hour. They officially had two hours to take it, plus any kids who had extra time afterwards, whatever. And it was 14 pages long. I sent it to him, and he didn't say anything about making it longer, shorter, cutting out, or adding, or whatever. So I figured it was fine. Um, it was 70 multiple-choice questions and two essays. Now, granted, you know, some kids finished in a little bit over an hour, an hour 10, hour 15. Um, but, you know, it's not really my problem, because I did what I was supposed to, and he didn't say anything. Um, on... Monday, which was our last day of class before the midterm, um, we had a pretty chill day, you know, mostly focused on a review. I made them, like, crossword puzzles that had their vocab words in it. Like, it was a pretty calm day, and, um, you know, some kids finished their work beforehand. Like, there were still 10 minutes left to class. So I said, look, if you're done with your work, you can study for other tests, you can plan your calculator for all care, as long as you stay in your seat and you stay quiet. Like, I really, I'm not harping that point, last day of class, whatever. So some kids, while they were sitting in their seats, took out their MP3 players. A lot of the kids have MP3 players because, you know, or like some kind of iPod um, because they're not allowed to have phones in school. Um, So, you know, kids were playing on their MP3 players with earbuds in. Now, one kid who happens to be a kid I like a lot, you know, I've known him for a couple years. um, He was playing his MP3 player quietly, but without earbuds in. He was playing out loud. And I told him to, you know, put it away a few times. And then he tried, like, rolling up a piece of paper and using it as, like, a speaker. And so I took it away from him. Now, his father works in the elementary school that I work in, so I see his father every day. And I was like, you can get this back from your father tomorrow. And he says, what? You didn't tell me that you were going to give it, that it was going to be taking me for a whole day. You, you know, it's the first time you've ever taken it away, blah, 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 which, you know, he wasn't wrong about. But I stood by my ruling, and he tried going to the principal about it. So the principal comes down, and he says, did you take away his MP3 play? I said, yeah. He says, okay give it to me, I'll give it to the the dean, essentially, and he can get it back from the dean. So, this poor kid, he tried going over my head and it blew up in his face, which I felt a little bit bad about, because all in all, I probably was going to give it back after class, um, but, you know, he tried to circumvent the system and, and go outside the chain of command, and this is what happens. Anyway, so I ended up telling him, like, dude, I was totally going to give it back to you at, you know, after class anyway, but, you know, next time I will give it to your father, and he goes, yeah, okay, whatever, and then I saw his father, and I told him, I was like, just, you know, like, this is the story, and he goes, oh, like, I, honestly, like, I'm fully on your side here, like, I tend to be a little bit harsher with my kids, you know, teach, build character, you know, like, you should have taken away for the whole day, um, and, like, it was really cold in New York this past week, you know, we had some snow, whatever, and he goes, yeah, like, when it was freezing, you know, my, he asked for a ride to school. Granted, he lives two or three blocks from the school. And I said, no, that he had to walk because I think it builds characters. It builds character. Like, you know, grant, you know, the father, the father goes, you know, um, you know, I don't, I don't want to think that I'm a sadist. Like that I was driving along watching him suffer. Like I walked to school too. And I was like, um, okay. Like I'm never one to tell someone else how to parent, although clearly some of these people need it. But like, I don't know, I feel like making him walk to school and below freezing real feel, like, with a windchill, it's kind of harsh, but what do I know? 
Um, anyway, so I'm giving them the test. You know, some kids finished a little early, whatever. There was one kid who ended up using the entire two hours. And the way it was set up was that the the teacher is there for the main two hours with the with one proctor, generally the principal there for the first hour and 20 minutes, and then another proctor there for the next 40 minutes. And then there's a whole new person who comes for the extra time. The main teacher isn't there for the extra time. Granted, you know, none of my kids needed extra time. Um, and then on Monday, it's my turn to proctor the extra time from five to six. Now, there may not be people who need extra time on Monday. So that's pretty much going to be played by ear. I think it's their global final on Monday. Um, so depending on how the teacher does and global, at least my experience was a relatively simple subject. Not that I'm saying his final is going to be easy, but the topic in and of itself is a simple one. Um, so who knows? I might not even have to do that. And then I'm off from the high school for a solid week and week and a half. I think from after Monday, from Tuesday to Tuesday, Tuesday, I think I'm off because um, they're officially done finals on Thursday and then they have a winter break till Tuesday, which, you know, isn't very long, but for a Jewish school, it's not unheard of. And then the elementary school, I have the same Thursday to Tuesday. So I have that week off. Um, and then that Saturday night is when I start babysitting, which is why there isn't going to be another episode. Um, but a friend of mine called me the other night and he goes oh on Thursday you know we're going to see uh, a friend of his and he are going to see Cursed Child on Broadway and he was inviting me to go along with and I was like sure you know that sounds great you know the show starts at seven at first I didn't realize that I had off already so I said so he goes like they're going to be going out you know starting at one they're going to go throughout the city um and I told him I would just join them for the show but then I looked and realized that I have off that day anyway um although I do have class that morning so it's not like I can just I have the entire day off but you know it's nice but he's so I asked him oh who's this other friend that's going with you and he mentioned a person who I've known since I was three years old now we're not particularly friends and we've kind of lost contact the last couple years he was always kind of weird growing up which I mean coming from me is a little bit hypocritical um but like just goes to show like especially as like a anywhere between the ages of like eight to fourteen like he was very, like, we were never friends, like, I was kind of okay with him being around, just because he was, I wasn't gonna, like, ditch him, but, like, when we would see each other at prayer on the weekends, like, all of our friends, you know, he would kind of just be there and be like, okay, whatever, but, like, if we would ever go to someone's house, he wouldn't really be invited, um, he was a very weird kid, and I haven't seen him in quite a few years, so I don't know what he's like now, but he's working in the same school as my friend is. So, you know, hopefully he's in a mental place where he's allowed to be around kids. Um, but no, I think it'll be fine. Yeah, it should be fine. And it should be a good time. You know, we're gonna go to the city. Hopefully we'll go to the Harry Potter store, which I've been trying to do since last summer. And, you know, maybe that fact that we're going to Cursed Child will spur the idea like, oh, we should go to the Harry Potter store, you know, once we're in the city. Um, but yeah, once I got a taste for going to Broadway when I went to see Hades Town, like I can't get enough. Like it's something that's very cool. I don't see myself doing it very often, but I can't imagine myself ever getting bored of it. Like it's just a very energized atmosphere. Like it's very like visceral, and uh, it's like you jumped into a painting. 
Like, it's very intense. Um, but, yeah, no, it should be very cool. Um, we're going to take a break. I was talking to a friend of mine. Um, you know, a really good friend, like one of my best friends. We were just talking, and, you know, shooting the breeze. And, you know, we brought up vices. And, you know, he said that he hadn't partaken in any sort of smoking in the past month or two. Um, and I was like, you know, it's great. You know, I've had a counter going for like not biting my nails. I haven't bit my nails in all of 22 so far, which isn't, you know, crazy, like I mentioned, but it's big for me. Um, and then I mentioned how my mental health was the highest it had ever been um, in about a decade this past year. And I was just talking about how therapy has made me more self, uh, the lack of therapy has made me more self-reliant and, you know, self-aware, but that I still struggle with, you know, viewing myself as apathetic or as too self-involved they're struggling with how I might be perceived by others and how you know perception can outweigh intention um and how when being asked questions by students or campers or anyone who's looking to me as a role model um whether I should be honest for relatability or lie for the moral high ground and then how just being seen as a role model is that egocentric or is that self or is it egocentric to believe that people see you as a role model or is it self-conscious to believe that people don't see you as a role model or is it just being blind to the situation and then being self-conscious about being self-conscious so like these are just these philosophical questions that i told my friend that i struggle with um and yeah it just boils down to being self-aware and aware of one's self you know are these questions coming from a place of health and stability or from an unhealthy place and therefore your judgment is clouded like are you a a reliable source to discern whether or not you are being apathetic or being too involved if you yourself are already you know intellectually and emotionally unstable um, and, you know, I believe that I'm in a good place, but then again, if I'm not in a good place, am I the right person to say that I'm in a good place? You know, like, obviously I can tell when I'm not in a good place, but can I really tell when I am in a good place? Um, and these were just things that I was wondering aloud. I wasn't really looking for answers. I was just sharing with him, which is weird for me because I've never shared any kind of struggle like that so openly and bluntly and honestly before because you know i've always liked to be the stable one i've always liked to be the mature one the one that people can depend on and like i've mentioned in an older episode that when i feel like i have to depend on people i feel like people can't depend on me and i have a need to be depended on you know i am dependent on that dependency um but you know we're both getting older and that place of being the mature friend or the adult of the friend group or, you know, the one with the car, the one with the license, like that position is shrinking, you know, as I mean, it used to be, I was one of two friends with a license now four out of five in those friend group have, um, you know, it's not going to be like people need rides to school in the morning. Otherwise they're going to get detention. You know, we're out of high school. It's not going to be that, that, you know, people need notes for homework. At least not the way it was in high school. Um, and the fact that 
I'm halfway through my junior year in college means that that's going to be ending pretty soon too. So to be able to evolve past the role of grown-up friend or adult friend, because a lot of my friends are starting to catch up or have already caught up in terms of being an adult. And the areas where they haven't caught up are no longer important. They're no longer relevant. So for me, I've had to learn, and I think I've done a okay job so far, of I've had to learn where I fit in in the friend group and in life when I'm not the parent. And that dependency to be depended on still plays a role in, you know, the work I do in schools and over the summer in camp. Um, and, you know, I worry that that might be clouding my judgment as to why I chose to go into education because, you know, my need to be needed. Um, but I still think that, you know, education was still my calling regardless of that. Um, but also with my friends, how I like to feel that I've slowly started to cement a place that isn't reliant on being relied upon. That, you know, I'm actually seen as a friend, not as a parent or just an adult figure because we're all adults now. Um, and at the same time, you know, one of our friends called out a mutual friend for being a user. You know, he only calls us when he needs something or whatever. But at the same time, like, we were the adult ones. And he was the immature one. He's still the only one who doesn't have a license. But why would he need a license if his friends have ones and are willing to give him rides? It's kind of self-feeding that we enabled him. He, he was, you know, obviously people have a nature. Some will have a more mature nature, some are more nurturing, some people have a more immature nature. And he has a bit of a more immature nature. But at the same time, we kind of enabled it. Not that we should blame the victim, but that we shouldn't be the victims. Like, he didn't do this to us. We let him. And we, at least in my case, I wanted him to be dependent on me. So can we really blame him for only calling us when we need him, when he needs us? Now, should he be calling us for other things too, you know, to hang out or whatever? Absolutely. But we're the, always, we're, we're the ones who always make the plans. You know, if we ever want to hang out, we're the ones who initiate it and we're the ones who set the time and the place because we're the ones who drive him there. Now, granted, I'm a little bit of a pushover. Um, and, you know, this friend has called me for rides to things I wasn't invited to and have no part in it. And essentially, you know, sometimes treated me like an Uber. And there were a few times where, you know, I went along with it because I was like, yeah, I'm, you know, he's one of my best friends. That's what you do for a best friend. And then there were one or two times where I put my foot down because, you know, I felt uncomfortable. Like, I, I mentioned this a little while ago, how you know, he asked me to drive him and a few of our other mutual friends to another mutual friend's house for a weekend, to which I wasn't invited, because, you know, they were doing a school thing, but to drive him on a Friday afternoon, when that's a, a controversial time for Jewish people, because, you know, the Sabbath starts on Friday nights, to and from Brooklyn, just to drive our friends and drop them off like an Uber. And then he even offered to pay. I, I, I spoke about this a few times, uh, not a few times, but a little while ago. Um, and, 
you know, that was one of the times where I put my foot down because, no, I felt uncomfortable. I didn't want to be treated like an Uber. I'm your friend. And if what we together aren't doing is not a friend thing, then I am not a part of it. You have other friends, great. Spend time with them. You have a different relationship with our mutual friends, good for you. But to bring me into that just to use me for something, for our mutual friends, and then to discard me is not what I deserve. So, this friend in particular is a little controversial. At least, I mean, someone else in our friend group, he and his girlfriend recently got out of their relationship, um, and his girlfriend happened to have a bad experience with that friend. One of which, I don't know all the details, but I believe he kind of let her on and then ghosted her or something of the sort. Um, but, I don't think that contributed to their breakup, but again, I don't know all the details, and it's not my business to know all the details. If that friend wishes to share, then I will be open, but if not, then I'm not pressing on the matter. Um, but this one friend, the main one, the one who's the child of the friend group, you know, we call him a five-year-old. We carve out that role for him and let him fill it. Like, if we stop treating him like a five-year-old, maybe he'll stop acting like a five-year-old. If we stop letting him act like a five-year-old. I don't know. Like, he's made that point, you know, I'm not a child anymore, I don't need a parent. But, but don't act like one. Like, it's kind of chicken and egg situation. Did you act like once we treated you like one, or did we treat you like once you acted like one? You know, like, it's the Frankenstein problem. Did we treat you like a monster because you act like a monster, or vice versa? I don't know. But the fact that he's 7,000 miles away and I only see him for two or three months out of the year definitely changed our relationship a little bit. But also, you know, we're turning 21 and we're moving on with our lives. And I want to keep that friendship alive and strong. I want to be friends with him until, you know, we're 80, 80 years old or something. But I can't be his parent forever. He won't want me. He doesn't want me to be his parent forever. And I don't want to be his parent forever. I want to be his friend forever. I want us to be equal. But, you know... I've always been a little bit independent, so I never really needed him for anything, and he has never really been able to do anything for me. So that part of the relationship is one-sided. But let's see how this goes. You know, I've allowed myself to lean on people for emotional um, strength more in the last year or two. So I think that's also been part of my mental health, where I've allowed myself to lean on people. So I don't know. Anyway, again, this is the last episode for a couple of weeks. I will be back in February. Today is the 15th when I'm recording this. So next week, the 22nd, there will not be a new episode. And the next week, the 29th, there will not be a new episode. So I will be back in February then. Um, obviously, I'm at the 16th, 23rd, and 30th on the day this goes out. Um, so you can follow me on Instagram at simcha underscore klein, S-A-M-C-H-A underscore K-L-E-I-N, or on Twitter at samanderk, S-A-M-M-A-N-D-E-R underscore K. And you will hear from me in three weeks.